I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. Today is Friday, February 11th, 2022, and my guest is Gary Connor, a former state representative from Kennebunk, parent and coach extraordinaire, and COO of pharmaceutical company Neurotherapeutics, Inc. Gary Connor joins me today by phone to talk about the brouhaha in Kennebunk, Maine, over a bitter, heated, dramatic school board recall campaign. Welcome, Gary Connor. Yeah, well, I appreciate you joining the show, especially to talk about this hot topic, brouhaha, as I described it in the intro. And Kenny Buck, you're reported, Gary, to be a petitioner in favor of recalling two RSU 21 school board members. And is that true? That is correct, yes. Why? Well, I, I think it's important to look at the district as a whole. Um, I think you're aware that my wife, Kendra, was actually formerly on the school board and, and uh, was a chair for a period of time where uh, she strove to build transparency and uh, really to work with our staff and our teachers to, um, I think, give them the respect that they deserve. Uh, what we've seen of the current uh, board is, is a failure to do that. So the transparency has gone down. Um, some have described it as a toxic work environment. And from the perspective of myself and, and many others in town, you know, the current chair uh, and Mr. Steneford are the de facto leaders that, that build this kind of toxic work environment. Um, and so we felt it was best to proceed with uh, what is in our town charter and move forward with a recall process. Now, when you say a toxic work environment, uh, some people have described, and I'm specifically referring to an article I saw written in the Beacon newsletter or um, news, you know, press, that, that, um, what you're describing as a toxic work environment is actually um, racism. Is it? How do you? How do you? How do you um, explain that? Yeah, falsehoods. Frankly, um, you know, many that oppose the recall have tried to shape this as a part of a national agenda, uh, which would be a right-wing national agenda. B that it's somehow based on racist uh, undertones, or that in some way we're a homophobic group. And you know, frankly, as as you know, uh, I co-sponsored marriage equality uh, back when Senator Taman submitted the bill. 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, however long ago that was. And so uh, I absolutely reject the notion that that's what this is based upon. This is based upon the failure of these two members to hold themselves accountable to the community. It's an important part here that you know, the school board itself voted unanimously to challenge the idea that they could be recalled. Accountability to the voter is the fundamental yeah, right. uh, tenet of, of democracy. It's in our town charter. So there's nothing here that's, that is um, crazy in any way. And the notion that someone would be an elected official and not then still accountable to the voters is just wrong-headed. So uh, they did file an injunction, uh, and the, the Judge Douglas rejected their initial injunction. There will be a hearing uh, later in early March to determine long-term uh, if there's any uh, irreparable harm that could come from this election going forward. One of the things I've been saying all along is uh, we're a great community. Kennebunk is a great community. Kennebunk, Port Arundel, our school district is filled with wonderful staff and great kids. Well, and speaking of kids, you have like eight kids, right? I do have eight kids. Yeah, and so, so you... Back to why I'm so closely uh, aware and watching how the school board performs and how happy our staff is, is that I'm in the schools 
every day in the sense of my children are there. So, we have one in almost every school in the district. So, Gary, setting aside all this legal gymnastics that, frankly, is a little bit hard to follow, even for me, somebody who practices law, but setting aside the politics around the recall, and as I, I agree with you that it's ridiculous for the board to take you know, to file for an injunction to stop a recall process that's embedded in your charter. That's like, it seems contrary to their obligation as an elected official. But isn't the underlying charge of incompetence of these two school board members is not holding the superintendent, who is a black woman, accountable to her job? And my question is, when it comes to the issue of competence, competence versus racism, aren't those sorts of things, those metrics, something that professionals like yourself are very aware of and like I mean like for instance in California right now there's a movement to recall school board members and the argument is the kids haven't been in school for a year and the school board has spent a gazillion dollars renaming schools like you know the parents are pissed you know they're like do your job this isn't about racism this is about you doing your job so is underlying all this the supporters of the recall effort a message that the superintendent, a black woman, is not doing her job? I, I don't necessarily know that. I, for me, I'll, I'll be very transparent. I, I've had Dr. Cooper to my home for dinner. Um, I like her. Uh, I consider her a friend. I think that what we're seeing, and, and this is where in my mind it breaks from the, the narrative, this is somehow a national you know, right wing, and again, it's important, I don't know if the intro, I'm a former Democratic lawmaker, as are you, so I, I don't really subscribe to, to right wing politics, frankly, ever, um, but there are some, our group is a broad coalition, we have, I think, six Democrats, six independents, and 13 Republicans that signed the initial affidavit, so it's a broad coalition of parents and grandparents that just have concern on the culture for our staff. We had our, what was then our interim superintendent leave. Our assistant superintendent was more or less driven out, was now the assistant superintendent in um, SACO. And so this isn't about, you know, specifically how Dr. Cooper is doing her job. It's really about how the school board is functioning, the culture that they uh, are creating for staff. Um, do I think that with change, the interactions between the board and the superintendent will probably change? Yes. I think you know, Dr. Cooper was put in a very difficult position. You come to a brand new community. Um, you have not served as a superintendent previously. She was, uh, I think, an elementary school principal before this hire. And you're doing it in the backdrop of, of COVID-19. So um, Impossible. Very, yeah. Talk about a very difficult. Impossible situation. So for me, this isn't about Dr. Cooper. This is about the two members so um, what do you hope to accomplish with the um, with the recall effort in the long run in the big picture when you sit down at you know at dinner with your kids and you say you know the reason why I'm sticking with this kids is because why so Kenny Monk uh, RSU 21 I think used to be considered one of the best school districts in the state and certainly our scores are, are showing that that's no longer the case um, I talk a lot with our current staff. I consider them very close friends. They don't feel supported. So my goal is that this recall effort will show them you are, in fact, supported by the people who live here, uh, that the school board itself will see this as a signal that they need to make sure 
they are supportive of staff. I'll give you an example, Cynthia, that just blew my mind. We had an incident that involved uh, one of those current school board members and a staff member and, and their child. And I won't get into the specifics, and this has probably been written about in other places, but essentially it was another, I think, charge of racism was made uh, against this teacher. And when people were speaking, they were staff members, they were residents of the town, taxpayers of the town, and one particular member said, um, there's a process for you to, to report any concerns you have through your building principal. If you want to speak at these meetings, quit your job. That's a, an unbelievable lack of respect for the professionals, these master-prepared educators <laughs> that are trying to make our town better. So frankly, for me, if there's a concern that our educators have and they brought it to, say, their building principal and maybe it hasn't been escalated completely, I want to know about that. I want to know the things that are happening in our schools so that we can, as a community, best address them. Uh, and so that, that's that lack of transparency piece that I feel you know, is being uh, culture-driven by this current board. So I think that's the, probably the biggest and most important change that will come from this. Now, in January, I believe, on Facebook, Gary, you posted something that drew a lot of attention because it was the picture of the York County Coast Star newspaper a picture of you on the front, and the headline was "Stupid and Depraved," and in it was an article. Um, but but your Facebook post referred to a, a letter that apparently was delivered to your home. And could you tell us about that? And sure, sure. Let's just start with the obvious. As someone who's known me for a long time, Cynthia, there's no way you didn't laugh when you said <laughs> "stupid and depraved" in a picture here. I laugh every time I look at it. When I was getting ready for the show, I saw it and I laughed. In fact, we all do. And I, I will say there were a great many folks that were upset by that. Some who said that you know the York County Coast Star did that on purpose. And, and all I can say is, if they did, bravo, uh, because it was a it was a pretty funny uh, way to depict it. So those, in fact, were my words that were stated in the article. It was a quote about, as you suggested, a a um, letter that involved uh, inter interrelations between Santa Claus and some fantasy character within the story. Um, it was addressed to my wife, Kendra, who I, I know you've met, and um, it was hand-delivered. And by the end of the story, Santa ends up murdering this, uh, this character. Uh, and then there's some handwritten notes uh, directly to Kendra and uh, some other suggestive things that, that I won't go into. Um, but a pretty pretty significant, um, you know, stupid and depraved thing to do. Frankly. Creepy. Uh, it's like creepy. Yeah. It, and other members of the recall group also received this identical letter with a different handwritten note specific to them. Um, I could have chalked this up to, you know, someone got our addresses online and from afar and just decided to do this. But unfortunately, two of the letters were distributed through the mail. The third was hand-delivered to my home, put in the plastic bag that you see in that picture, uh, and, and tied to my front uh, screen door. So, so do you know who delivered it? Intrusion. Do you know who delivered it, Gary? I think we certainly have some ideas. Um, there was a fourth member of our group that received a, a sex toy through the mail as well. Um, and so, as I have suggested to others, uh, I do have video surveillance at my home. Um, if I were to say that, that, well, just the other day I kind of slipped on the ice, didn't fall all the way, uh, I know that's Gary Connor in the video uh, with 100% certainty because it was me that slipped. Um, could someone look at that picture and say, I'm pretty sure that's Gary Connor? They could. For me to make a claim that I know with 
100% certainty the person that I think I see is so-and-so, I'm not willing to do that. What I did in the article, uh, I call on them to out themselves and to take accountability and apologize to the greater community. As I said at the end of the article, we're better than this. We can have a difference of ideas. You and I serve the legislature together. We had friends on both sides of the aisle. Sometimes we agreed, sometimes we disagreed. But there was always a level of mutual respect, and we're losing that, unfortunately. Both sides are retreating to their corners, and we, frankly, we need to stop it. We need to get back to an exchange of ideas, and not everything needs to be at its lowest depraved level. Is this person who you suspect, who that sounds like you have some pretty hot evidence, um, of the videotape, uh, is that person connected with who you would describe as like the legitimate opposition, or is this a fringe person? I think it's fair to say that it's part of the opposition. And what do you think the motive of delivering these letters is? To... I assume at its root it's a little bit to intimidate. Um, my secondary guess is it's to offer some form of unpleasantry to us. You know, I, someone asked, you know, do you feel threatened? Um, not immediately. You know, it's... When well, I you have the tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's weird and different. And, um, you know, before we, we understood that all, you know, several of us had received this, uh, I didn't at all think it was related to this recall at all. I thought, frankly, I thought it was a friend being stupid. <laughs> but uh, it, it certainly doesn't appear to be the case. Well, Gary Connor, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, and thank you for your service to your community, and I hope you uh, rejoin the show again sometime soon. Uh, sure. Yeah, thanks. You too. Take care.